This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The winner of Big Brother 2020. This is the hardest decision I've ever had to make. My heart belongs with someone else. You come to my beach, eh? Your game's done. Welcome to another episode of Reality Is. Now, here's your hosts, Liz and Shane. Welcome to Reality Is, the podcast that shares with you all the tips and tricks to land yourself a spot on a reality TV show. I'm Liz, winner of The Mole in 2005 and Livingstone in 2016. And I'm Shane from 2020 Big Brother. So Shane, first things first, are you still hooked on SAS Australia at the moment? It is smashing the ratings. I love SAS. I love it. I think it's uh, one of the best shows going around on TV at the moment. Do you think it's because they're, it's, I feel like it's gone back to the roots of reality TV where you know that it hasn't been too altered. What we're seeing is just taking place. Yeah, I don't think you can edit reactions of falling out of an, like a helicopter into freezing water. It's just something that's so real and so confronting I think audiences love it I was listening to Erin McNaught chat on radio today and she was saying the second helicopter jump they had to do winds were nearly 100k an hour and the SAS instructors were saying in those conditions they would never do this they would they'd ground the exercise and wait for better weather conditions but obviously in a reality TV production they'd booked the choppers for that day they had to film the show they're paying the crew so they went through with the challenge and she said when she jumped out of the chopper um the wind caught her and she landed basically sideways so she was bruised from under her armpits to her ankles and yeah it was very challenging and it got me thinking because a lot of times viewers when they're watching from home look at these challenges and think oh you know I could do that like but you don't know what the actual circumstances surrounding the filming are Something I haven't shared before, in the final episode of The Mole, there was the three of us left. I knew John was The Mole. There was Craig. There was myself. We had to win the prize money. So John had to go in one of those Red Bull airplanes where you get taken through all these different G-forces and not vomit. Craig had to do the highest bungee jump in the whole of New Zealand and I had to do a solo skydive. So I trained all day to do a solo skydive. Pretty intense thing to have to do. So really getting my headspace in the fact I'd be 
jumping out of a plane on my own. And by the time I finished the training, it was about three o'clock in the afternoon, winds picked up and the skydive company in New Zealand have turned around to the production team and said, we can't send a plane up in these winds. And they said, you have to. We fly back to Sydney tomorrow for the final episode. This has to be done. What can we do? And so they ended up changing my final task to be a tandem skydive at 15,000 feet as opposed to I was going to do a solo skydive at 12,000 feet and we went up in very strong winds and I remember landing the skydive thinking thank god they didn't make me do the solo skydive because I was trying to put my training into action and land myself and I would have ended up on a roof somewhere I swear (laughs) but those kind of contingencies when you're watching on the couch at home you're not thinking oh they were up in extreme winds like Aaron's jump another thing that happened on the mole funnily enough is in episode one and remember this when you're watching these shows people there was a challenge to sleep overnight in a snow cave and I copped a lot of flack because I was the youngest contestant out of the cast and when they they had to select two people to not do the sleep in the snow cave and of course someone's trying to be the mole and corrupt the challenges so everyone thought this was like a big mole gameplay by me in that I opted not to sleep in the snow cave and they were like you're making people in their 40s and 50s sleep in the snow cave how selfish and what I couldn't say was I had the heaviest period that day (laughs) and all I could think when they were presenting this challenge to us is how the hell am I going to change a tampon in a snow cave like I'm I'm bleeding through a tampon pad and (laughs) on my clothes and I'm being filmed and you want me to sleep in a snow cave with no toilet how do I do that and how do I explain that to the viewers that people watching were like oh my god what a pussy like she can't even sleep in a snow cave for a night. Oh, weak, yeah. weak. You, you were weak. No, no I, that's completely understandable. I um in the Big Brother house this year. Poor bloody Casey. Eleven days without taking a shit. <gasps> um, eleven days she had to go take it, and they had to take it out of the house to the hospital to allow her to, to go. And and the thing is with Big Brother, if you're not back within the house in 24 hours, you're actually eliminated. So they've taken her out of the house, given her some medicine, and then put her back in the house you'll notice um in one episode of an eviction she's not there it's because she's in hospital and they had to do the whole thing that blindfold all the way there sound cans on so she was all disorientated and then she just woke up in a hospital bed somewhere and then um yeah pretty crazy yeah when you're applying for shows like big brother i bet you don't think am i going to be able to do a poo with cameras on me am i going to end up in chronic constipation it's tough you know because there are cameras above you in the toilet i mean like there's no there's no if because it can't be anywhere to hide no like there's like if you especially like when you're a female you sort of sit behind and sit down to go to the toilet but when you're a male you're looking at the camera and you're just aiming i was aiming at the camera but uh, i couldn't wee that high but um yeah i mean yeah it's crazy Wow, that's invasive. Yeah, Obviously, so they don't invasive. show those shots, but they must be there. Someone's to... watching it somewhere. Oh, <laughs> my God. Um, not only that, talking about extreme, like uh, even some of the challenges I did, it was teeming down with rain. Like it was torrential downpour with rain and we were outside with like our fingers in a watering bucket with five litres of water in it. And we were out there for, I was out there for five hours and 46 minutes with just one arm up in the air in in my finger in this water bucket to keep the water in there. And I think Ange ended up winning that challenge. She went for like six hours and 30 minutes. And it was teeming down around. It was freezing cold. So you can watch that and you can think, I could push myself and I could be that person with their finger up, but you're not 
feeling how cold you are in that situation. So let's be kind to those contestants in those challenges. Another incident was Dave on Survivor. He apparently had a really bad head cold for a lot of his experience in Survivor, but that was never mentioned to viewers and why he wasn't doing so well in the challenges. And Lee Castledine, I think it was, had a really bad spider bite through Survivor. So you don't, you're not privy to what the contestants are actually going Physically, through. Physically, yeah. I kicked, when we're there judging them. I kicked Chad, the winner, in the elbow and he had to have his elbow strapped for like three days. You'll notice he, for three days he had to wear a jumper inside the house because they couldn't show him for um, continuity having his elbow strapped. So <laughs> I didn't mean to kick him in the elbow. He was just, his elbow was in the way of my foot. <laughs> okay, let's get into the intro. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy we're going through this crazy adventure together. Having worked in radio for seven years for Hit 90.9, you may know our next guest voice. She had a strange reality TV experience living on the Gold Coast. She was single and out of love, so she applied for maths. A beautiful soul, pleasure to have on reality is Bella Frizza. How did you find out about the casting and what were your thoughts? Well, it was a little bit different for me. So um, a friend of mine, Maddie, was down, I can't remember if it was in a park or Burley Beach or something, and there was a bunch of producers there and they were looking for people for maths. Oh, so you got scouted out and about. Kind of, yeah. So my friend Maddie was like, they, they approached him and asked him and he was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. But um, I have a friend, Bella, who works in radio, who's single and can't find a man. So she would love to be involved in this. <laughs> single, gorgeous oh, and can't find a man. <laughs> oh, amazing. So what were your thoughts yeah. when they came up to you and started asking questions? Well, I wasn't there. So basically Maddie gave my details and he was like, he called me and goes, oh, my God, you'll never guess, like, what? just happened they might call you and so they called me and just asked me a heap of questions and they were like you know we really want to find you someone and asked you know we're asking how I'd gone about finding someone and I was like I tried everything like I've been living here for a couple of years and I've tried tinder and I've tried dating and I've tried all the normal things and nothing's worked so I'm prepared to hand the power over to someone else did you even want to cast? Like, you know, you know, it was just your approach, but did you want to cast when they the idea was sort of thrust upon you? Did you think to yourself, oh, do I really want to do this or Well, to be honest, I had watched the first season of Maths and I watched it and I thought to myself, there is no <laughs> effing way I'm ever going to do this show. Like, there's no way I'm going to walk down an aisle and meet someone for the first time. Like, you've got to be joking. And then the opportunity came up and I was kind of like, well, why wouldn't I? So I'm a big believer in science. So when this show first started, I was fascinated in the concept. And I thought to myself, if I was single, I would never go on The Bachelor and just buy for a man. But I could hand over to some scientists and say, scientifically, match me up with who you think would be a good partner and let's see how this goes how much science was involved in the casting experience for me not a lot um Mm. so because I was handpicked and I think that I had been thrown into the process towards the end so they basically had told me that I didn't get in and it was a couple of months after I think we started talking in September October and in November, they were like, We've, you're, you're rather running. We haven't found you a match. I was like, great. And then in January, I got a call and they were like, we've found you someone. It was like a Friday. And they're like, we've found you a match. If, you're, if you want in, you're going to be getting married on Wednesday. So it was like Friday, Wednesday. 
Oh my gosh. So there was no time to do this science thing. And I always think like I watch all I've watched a couple of series since then and they do the like pheromone testing with the t-shirt. I never did that. Oh, I feel like you got cheated. I know. I think too. I think so too. And I mean, this is way getting into the chat now, but when the guy and I actually got to know each other and we got to know things about each other, we're like, mm, we don't think we've been matched to be matched. We think we've been matched because the things that we don't want in a partner, each of us has. You're kidding. And we thought that they had matched us for drama as opposed to for love. Do you think that they do cast some couples for love and some couples for the show? Yeah, 100%. I think um, that they might go, cool, there's one Cam and Jules in this in this series and then the rest is just going to be catastrophe. See, I use Cam and Jules as an example to producer Brad who doesn't believe in the reality of these reality shows. They're the couple that got married at first sight, are still together today and have just had a baby. Yes. So there is some reality in these shows. And there's another couple, Aaron and Brian, who they're in the series before me, so series two, and they're still together. They built a house together. Martha's still with her partner too yeah. from the most recent version. And then uh, there was another Maths baby from season one. Yeah, they're not together anymore. They're not though, together anymore. But they were for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts, Shano? Yeah, I was just... Um, you sorted your mic out now? Yeah, my mic actually <laughs> fell off during that conversation. I just ignored so, you. I was so like, here's our rookie. It kind of fell down. I was juggling it and then I was holding it like, um, like you know, Robbie Williams, just, just up in the air. Like Let me entertain month. you. Yeah, yes. I was. I was very, and then I was trying to make no noise at all, but Brad and I sorted that out, I think, didn't we? Until I drew attention to it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But I was going to ask, because I, mean, I know how work and going to castings, even though you're pre-cast and all that sort of stuff did you still have to go up to castings and juggle work and that sort of thing yeah I did I uh, they obviously wanted to see me in front of a camera Mm -hmm. and how I worked on camera and answered questions so I went up to channel nine in Brisbane and did like a face-to-face chat with some of the producers there and I nailed it (laughs) (laughs) were you nervous oh yeah I remember I was like sweating I was like oh my god it was like um I think it was like obviously in like October, November. So it was like a warm day anyway. And I remember just like sitting there and being like, like I was like dripping with sweat. I remember I was like so nervous. Like, oh my, like, because there's all these cameras, like you would know, cameras, lights on you. And like, it's quite a warm feeling anyway to be there. So added stress on top of that is just like crazy. You do live radio. Do you have any tips for listeners on combating nerves in that environment? Usually I just kind of channel all of my nerves I mean I don't really get them anymore for radio but into like excitement and I think that that's definitely what I did when I was doing the interview for maths I was just like I'm I'm excited I'm nervous but I'm just gonna put all of that nerve energy into the excitement factor and just you know kind of work on that and that usually works I was also interested to hear what do you wear for a audition like that I mean because you wear something like like sexy or I don't know do you I don't know you know what conservative white did you think to wear white yeah. like should I present myself as, as this virgin, is how I look as a vir- bride? Oh, I was thinking more virginity, like white soil sort of represents virginity and pureness, you know? <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those, um, those who watch the show know that, right? <laughs> yeah, you're very uh, sensual. <laughs> is that the word? Yeah. I wasn't going to say sexual.
cholesterol. So, but that was for someone that you said you didn't do the pheromone yeah. test. There was definitely a chemistry between you guys yeah. at first sight. Yeah, there definitely was. We were really lucky there um, because that's what they say. They're like, we can count on everything else being a good factor, but we can't count on there being a spark. Mm. They can't make that. Science can't make that happen. So yeah, we're we're lucky that we did have that initially. Um, because I think you like when you do something like this, you really g'd up in your mind. What is this person going to look like? Am I going to be attracted to them? That's the number one thing. So when we saw each other and we're like, I mean, I was attracted to him. I'm pretty sure he was attracted to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) Was there a flood of relief in that moment? There was, yeah. You know, and you're like, oh... Oh, this is oh okay, yeah. So that was that was good. But then it's like like I said earlier, we got to know each other and we didn't really mesh with the people that we were. Mm-hmm. So normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Back to the casting experience. Yes. What was the process? How many days were involved? Did they ask you questions? Did you have to do self-tapes? Was there random phone calls? Yeah, there was a little bit of that. So I had to do, in answer to your question about what I wore, Shane, okay. <laughs> I, I just kind of use these things as like a almost like a job, like how I would dress for a job interview, okay. you know? So like still look professional, put a little bit of like my Bella flavour in, a little bit of sexy, a little bit of sassy, nice. you know, make sure that's in there. But also, you know, like... Like, you're going to present yourself for the first time. So, you know, got to look your best. So I think I was wearing, like, a skirt and top. But anyways, um, yeah, so I had to do – I still had to do the – like, I had to do, like, a video entry. I still had to apply. So even though they were interested in me, they are like, we want you to apply officially through the website. And you have to answer 50 million questions, mm-hmm. as you would know. And then also do, like, a video recording. So I did, like, a selfie video in the studio at work. And I was like, hi, my name's Bella. This is why I need a husband. <laughs> 
Um, and then just did all of that, sent it in. And, yeah, that, that's when we got to the next stage of going up there and doing an interview there. But I'm pretty sure that was kind of the only one I had to do. I spoke to them again on the phone and they were, like, pretty much, you know, checking what I was after exactly in a minute. And then, yeah, and then that was kind of it. I didn't hear anything for a couple of months, so. Damn it, no science. Like, they didn't take swabs and. No! <laughs> This is meant to be a science experience. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be like I'm Frankenstein and just go like, you know. That's so funny that, that you're just like sitting there with like dudes in lab coats. Like The thing that imprinted on me the most was the sniffing of the T-shirts. Yeah. So I'm disappointed that you I was that. disappointed about that as well because I'm like – you know, my now boyfriend, I'm so attracted to his, like, I was telling him, like, I'm so attracted to your sweat, babe, you know, like, <laughs> your pheromones, I, like, love it. But, yeah, I never did that. Where were you when you got the phone call that you had scored a spot on the show? I was at work and I was just about to go on air and I remember I was kind of at my desk and I was like, what is this random number calling me? And went into a meeting room and I was like, hello, and they're like, hey, it's Saturday night from Married at First Sight. I thought it was a joke. I was kind of like, oh, this is one of my friends having me on. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And they're like, um, we've found you a match, so you'll be getting married on Wednesday. <laughs> And it was, like I said, it was Friday. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, let me just, they're like, you're going to need the whole of next week off. And I was like, oh, okay. So I got off the phone and I had to go tell my boss. And he wasn't too impressed that I would have to have the week off. And Narrative Her Sight wasn't even really like a well-known show then. It was kind of like a, just a random one. So yeah, I took a little bit of convincing to get annual leave for the next week. <laughs> but yeah, made it happen. You were ahead of your time. Married at first sight. Now you look at the ratings. Your Instagram career would have been set up for life if oh. you'd been on this last season I know this I'm so devastated I'm like I got gypped I got ripped off like we're talking you know shout outs to Mike from Maths um pretty stoked that you guys got me over him just saying <laughs> <laughs> actually Shane was on Big Brother 2020 and he got 7,000 followers yeah, on Instagram seven so impressive just seven people just seven people one of them was my aunties which is not really nice about it well you know what it's like you think to yourself what am I doing like I didn't get paid to go on there we got a weekly allowance of 150 yeah. bucks for food it's like why do you go on these shows I thought to myself the worst thing that can happen is that I make a friend the best thing is that I could maybe find a partner slash maybe get a little bit more ahead in my career in some way you know you can't not think that especially because I have a media mind and yeah just I'm it kind of annoys me now I'm like oh my god Martha's got 250,000 followers and I'm sitting on a little 13k um, which is dwindled like dwindles every day so yeah I think that it would have been nice to have walked away with a little bit more of a following so I could have incorporated that into my everyday life. What was it like to um, be on the show and having that cameras in front of you and having those intimate moments together you know and and having it on national television was that like just really intrusive yeah it was really annoying actually (laughs) (laughs) like you nothing can prepare you for that I think like the wedding and stuff like there was just cameras everywhere and we were being filmed 24 7 and I remember we got back to the hotel and we hadn't had five minutes alone you know and it was 3 4 a.m and they were kind of still filming and asking questions and I remember saying I'm so sorry I cannot do this anymore I was like I can't speak anymore like I just can't my mouth isn't moving like I'm done um and then you know they're like okay we'll be back in two hours to take you to your honeymoon so like literally two hours they woke us up at 6 a.m we're out again so it's just 
exhausting and they they do push you to the points of exhaustion because they obviously want the reaction they need on tv on the cameras but yeah there was a couple of times where because I was still doing my everyday life I was still working and they you know I'd come home I would actually like loiter at work longer like usually I leave work at like you know 3 34 I'd be there till 5 36 o'clock I'd be walking in there yeah they're like okay in my safe place um, yeah but they'd be waiting at home like okay can we just get you walking in the door again like everything and I remember one morning I was like, can I just please go for a run on my own? I just want to go for a run. They're like, oh, no, no, we'll come with you. Like, we'll be here at quarter to six to come with you. Like, oh, God. But that's reality TV. Exactly. And that was your real life. Yes. I was just going to say, it's just funny how uh, reality on television and the edited process of reality TV is, like, I guess, demonstrated on television. You know what I mean? Like, it's so different from what you actually do and then what's shown on television. And it's reality TV. It's not like a continual 24-hour camera on you. It's like snippets of the day. Would you say that what the audience got to see was real or heavily edited? Yeah, look, I have a pretty different opinion to a lot of people who go on reality TV because I do understand it from a media mind. I get, like, they're making a TV show. They're not making something... Like, they're, they're wanting to get reactions out of people. They're wanting a storyline. And, you know, every, and I always say this, everything that I said on that show was me. It wasn't them making me say something or, you know, something like that. It was it was me saying it. And so I own everything that I said. And, yeah, look, you know, what, what the producers said to me before the show went to air was this is going to be a caricature of you. It's not going to be your actual personality, but it's going to be like a, an on steroids one of you because the audience needs, needs to get to know you in a short amount of time. So I kind of understood that and I and I still do, even though I did get, you know, attacked quite badly after a certain episode aired and, you know, there was different things like that going on. But I still, to this day, own everything I said and did. On that note, did you have to do a um, health check, mental health check, uh, run through with the doctors before being cast? Mm-hmm. Everything. They, they literally had to know my life story. Like, How did you find that process? Quite invasive or you were open to it? Yeah, I was definitely open to it because I knew that everyone else was going to get that same thing. And it's like, you know, even like the whole like checking for STDs and things like that, like you want them. Of course they'd have to check that. Yeah. Or they could be liable when they're encouraging people to sleep in beds together. Exactly. So yeah, that that bit of it is, I I think it's necessary. I'm mind blown by that. (laughs) I actually, I'm I'm thinking that one through. Wow. Because could you imagine if it came up? Exactly. 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 That'd be scary, wouldn't it? Like mm. in, in that process and they go, uh, by the way. Um, we wanted you, but we can't have you because you have chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do I? Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to make some just... phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Bella, highlight of the experience. It could have been a moment in your casting because the whole process for you was woe to go. It wasn't just the show. But is there a moment that kind of when you lay there at night and think back to that crazy experience that was married at first sight, jumps forefront of mind yeah well I think it it sounds cliche but you can't not learn something about yourself in a process like this like your whole like the producers get to know you pretty quickly as a person and your whole you know everything is just laid out on the line and as who you are and I think that at at the time I definitely 
I was not ready for a relationship. I was so selfish and I was just, you know, on this one way road to just doing what I wanted and what I, what I needed. And so it was a really big lesson in my life as a person in like being selfish and like, you know, like um, I think I don't take that into every relationship since then that it's not just about me. It's not just about Princess Bella. It's about, you know, the other person in a relationship. That's something that I really learned pretty quickly. I think that's beautiful and so self-aware now. So good on you. So you don't, Oh, actually got to save. I was about to say, so you don't regret the experience, but that's how we close our show. That's our final question. So just, <laughs> I'm not going to be assumptuous. I'm going to go back to, were there any behind the scenes secrets that you could share with us? Yeah. So uh, there was a couple of times with this one producer who I didn't like. Uh, and he was like, I could tell he in the past seasons, he was the ones that really pushed to get uh, like, like a reaction out of people that was a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Emotive? Yeah, just like controversial. Swayed. Yeah, so the, um, this one time I was cooking dinner for old mate and he... <laughs> hey, old mate, shout out to you. Thanks, old mate. <laughs> and he, um, he wasn't there. So he was actually moving from Brisbane in this whole process as well. So he was moving down to the Gold Coast. So this one night he was stuck in traffic from Brisbane. You know what the traffic's like from Brisbane. It's always bad. And I was kind of cooking dinner and now he was filming me and he was like, so... Your husband is going to miss the very first meal you're cooking him. How do you feel about that? And I was like, yeah, don't really care, whatever. Like, used to being on my own anyway. And he was like, but aren't you pissed off that he's not going to be here? And I was like, no, not really. And then I could just see what he was doing. It was actually annoying me because it was the end of the day. I was tired. It was like 7 o'clock at night. I was done. And then um, I had to call my dad for something. He was like, put it on loudspeaker. Put your dad on loudspeaker. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting him on loudspeaker. Like, I know what you're trying to do. And he's like, tell your dad that you're annoyed because Michael isn't home, like, for the first meal, you know. And I was like, oh, God, I know what you're doing. Like, And I was just kind of being quite stubborn to that whole thing. And I, I don't know, looking back, I probably could have been a little bit less it may have been a better storyline if I had been a bit more, you know, into it. But I just was – I had my back up against – I know – that was around the time where everyone was like, they know what's happening in reality TV. They know that they're trying to, like, make a story and make someone look bad. So I was pretty aware of that yeah, at the right. time. Always fishing, out they, to try get you to do something that's, um, yeah. like I said, controversial or emotive or something like that. How long was the actual filming? How long were you away filming or they were in your life filming for the – show it was only three and a half weeks okay yeah whoa so you had three days before you got married and then three and a half weeks with this husband yes before you had to make final decisions and australia made their minds up about you guys as a couple yeah well i'm pretty sure my season was only eight episodes and now it's like what like 48 or something (laughs) yeah i was thinking earlier when you said you had to get married so quickly i was like could you even get a spray tan in that time oh oh, i mean you want to look the best you you can for your wedding day and mind you i had been sunburnt so i was peeling and i had to get a spray tan i was like i'm not not getting a spray tan so i went in this and i remember i was like peeling my whole back was peeling at the wedding like it was bad but yeah and you just but you don't have no time to you know, I would have liked to have lost a couple of kilos back then. <laughs> like any kind of shredding for the wedding stuff. Like, but you know, just it's what it is. Well, you still looked beautiful. I had a similar experience with the mole. I was given a phone call on the Friday and by Monday we were flying out. Oh. I think that can be intentional at times. That you so don't too. get to overthink it. You don't get to tell too many people. You can't 
meddle within things and mm. they catch you off guard on the fly. Yeah, mm. I think that's exactly what they do. I was different. They, they told me like a month out, so I had like time, but, you know, you can just sign contracts and stuff like, like disclosure and all that sort of stuff so you can't say anything or I'll just kick you off the show basically. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Final casting tips for those that want to go through with this science reality experience. I would say if you're looking for love, don't go on that. <laughs> <laughs> go and find once a while. Yeah. Um, go to a nightclub. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like if you're looking for a life lesson or if you're looking, um, I don't know, to meet new people, definitely go on it. But, I mean, in a way, nothing can really prepare you for something like this, as you would both know. But, yeah, just kind of be prepared for anything. Don't expect that you know what's going to happen or how it's going to unfold because I think I especially heard along the grapevine these days they're, they're looking for drama and they're looking for a really good storyline, especially now that they've had every storyline and they've had the cheating and everything. So if you, if you want to do it, that's great, but just be prepared to be maybe not liked by Australia. As someone who's been through the casting process, what would you advise to give you a greater chance of being cast by the producers? Just be yourself. I think for me that was, you know, I mean, it sounds dumb and cliche, but like I think for me, like really being myself and like I am a confident person anyway and I just went in there and I was like, if they don't like me for me, then, you know, there's no there's no other point. Like there's no other one, there's no other person in the world that is you. So don't try and be someone that you're not, which I think is actually hard for a lot of people when they're on camera. They feel like they've got to be this person and I think that's what was going on in my marriage with the other, the other guy. Oh, mate. Um, yeah, oh, mate. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to speak too much about him because he's not here to defend himself. But I, it's interesting. I think when people get put in front of cameras, they feel like they've got to be this person. They've got to be a celebrity. They've got to. I don't. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Would you say shame? Yeah, thing? I think if you're um, if you're not, we've discussed this before during castings. If you're not that overconfident, funny, outlandish person, don't be it. Be be who you are inside yourself because they are looking to cast that person as well. You know, they're not just looking for the flamboyant. You know, out of the skin, jovial, wolf head all the time, yeah. like myself. Or they're, you know, they're looking for the stay-at-home mum. They're looking for the a girl guy next that, door, yeah, the, girl the next businessman, door. Yeah. the lawyer. The, they yeah. like the dynamic, you know what I mean? If everyone was just loud, no one would get hurt. Well, you think about the viewership too. Yeah. It's the whole of Australia and they want people in this cast that are relatable. Yeah. So you are a member of the nation. Go in and be that member and own it. 100%. Absolutely. Would you do it again? <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, look, I don't regret anything. I don't regret doing it. Obviously, I'm in a very happy relationship now, so I don't think I'd ever need to do it again. Round of applause alone. Yeah, love. <laughs> he just moved in yesterday, actually. Oh! So, oh. Yeah, uh, let me know when you get married. I know a great marriage celebrant, actually. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but quick, yeah. Quick I, plug there, just saying. I, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't say no to a reality TV series, but I, I think I've done maths. I wouldn't do it again. I'd do something else. Like SAS Australia. Yeah, maybe not that. <laughs> I would, if just saying, if you're out there. <laughs> For our fourth ready. episode in a row, I've been asking Shane to get would on. do SAS Australia. Oh, maths. Are you talking about maths? Uh, not maths. I'm, 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 I'm done. Fast yeah, you'd maths. be on maths as the celebrant. Oh, yeah, I could actually. Yeah, I could do the, uh, the celebrant stuff. But uh, yeah, SAS, I'd like to go on. They'd have me. Bella, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks, Bella. And if people want to stay in touch with you these days, how can they find you? Um, Your Instagram account plug, where can they listen to you? Yes, you can listen to me uh, at Hit Gold Coast. Um, You can download the Hit app and listen on there, but you can also find me on Instagram. I'm at Bella Frieza.
You can share your audition nightmare experience or tell us what you want to know ahead of your casting. Head to www.realityispodcast.com. And please, while you're there, hit the subscribe in the top right-hand corner and rate our show so that other listeners can find us, share with your friends. All this will help us keep making the show for you. Also, flick us through any questions you'd like to know from Shane's big brother experience or mine on the mall. Or if you have any interest in how things work on an international production for Livingstone Botswana. Gosh, she's such a lovely girl. I'm glad to hear that she's found love. Do you know what I found really interesting from that chat was that when she watched the series back, discovering that self-awareness of how you are in a relationship. I remember when I was watching the mob, just wanting to tell myself to shut up so often. My mum's a principal of a school. We're a very direct family. I didn't realise how bossy I am. I was the youngest person on the show and I was often the one giving the most directions. I was like, oh God, tone it down, Liz. <laughs> Did you find yourself watching? Yeah, I always like cringe. Sometimes I'd leave the room because um, I, I, I cried a lot on the show. <laughs> and so I just left the room because I was like, oh, here we go again, Shane over the tears. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's hard to watch yourself on it's cringeworthy television sometimes. <laughs> but it's a very unique experience being able to watch yourself through a process like that and it does give you some insight into who you are when yeah. you let your guard down in a film 24-7. I'm so stoked that Bella's found love. You know, she deserves it. She's a beautiful person. Uh, I'm stoked. Um, she's already promised that I could be a marriage celebrant so I'm very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs>